This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Welcome to Name Three Songs. I'm Sarah Fagan. I'm Jenna Million, and this is a podcast where we discuss feminist issues in music and pop culture, all while empowering fangirls. Because let's be honest, fangirls knew about that band way before you did. And on this week's episode of Name Three Songs, we're doing things a little bit differently because there's been something going on on my corner of the internet meaning hot gossip about film and TV stars that I've been losing my mind over. And I've like shared a little bit with Jenna about it, but I thought it would be more fun in real time to discuss this because we all love hot gossip and we all had so much fun with the don't worry darling of it all. So if you haven't been paying attention, Glenn Powell and Sydney Sweeney have been filming a rom-com in Australia as of late. And there's been lots of rumblings on the internet that the chemistry they are having is not just for the movie, but that they in fact have been having an affair. So we are going to be diving into this today. It is very deep first. <laughs> I'm basically first. doing a blind react for y'all. So if you're hearing this for the first time, I'm also hearing this for the first time. I've heard like snippets here and there. I know generally what's going on, but we are getting into all of the juiciness. And I think also kind of tying it back to some of the like movie stars of the 2000s and how this is different, how the trend cycles are different and kind of watching how this plays out. Yeah, so we have a really fun discussion in store for y'all. But of course, before all of that, we have to get into the fangirl nonsense of the week. And there is a lot of fangirl nonsense of the week. And if you guys do want timestamps for any of this, we're going to put those over on our Instagram stories. We'll save that as a highlight if you want to come back to it later. But honestly, I don't feel like anything is going to be worth skipping today because there's just (laughs) so much fun nonsense to get into. So we're going to have a cute, fun time this week. (laughs) So with all that being said... Sarah, would you like to take it away with our fangirl moments of the week? I mean, this has been a big week for me personally because Florence Pugh left her house. For the first time since Don't Worry Darling? <laughs> That's always a big week for me. I'm kidding. No, no, she's been leaving her house a lot, but whenever she leaves the house, it's, it's a big, big deal. It's a big deal for me. What if there's like a Twitter um, account that's like, it's a big Florence day. Pugh left her house? Uh, <laughs> it's like, did Florence Pugh leave her house today? Oh my God. I mean... And she leaves her house a lot, so it's always a big day. It's like, there's always potential for it to be a big day for me. There was the uh, reopening of Tiffany & Co.'s New York City Landmark store. And so a lot of celebs came out for the red carpet. And she, once again, was wearing the most gorgeous Valentino dress. Like, there, them working together is the best thing to ever happen to me personally. She looks so good all the time. I'm dead. And also, like, the dress is like, I don't even know. It's like seafoam green, pistachio colored. I'm not good at this stuff, but it's my favorite color ever, and it looks so good on her. (laughs) And I just love it because, like, Florence Pugh, like, knows she's hot and, like, doesn't care that people know that she knows that she's hot. So, like, whenever she does these, like red carpets or goes to events and like looks amazing she's posting so much on instagram and i'm like girl i'm obsessed with how much you're obsessed with yourself <laughs> like you, it's so it's amazing and also the best part of it is that tiffany and co especially made her a septum ring 
<laughs> and I feel oh like... Oh, my God, really? Yeah, so she got, like, a Tiffany septum ring for the event. And I feel like I mean, that's I see so that she's cool. wearing it, but yeah, that's and I, wild. And I just feel like that's so cool also because, like, Tiffany & Co., I feel like, is, like, old money jewelry. And the fact that they, like, made her a septum ring, which is more, like... A, a new hot girl thing younger, to be doing like a yeah. more younger thing like i feel like that's a positive step forward for the brand as well wow yeah she looks really good i feel like every time i see a photo of her she looks entirely different and i'm just like what do you actually look like she <laughs> yeah, I, can't, look I can't i can't tell if that's a wig or her hair yeah because her or hair has been like, like blown out yeah funny enough i also have a tiffany co anecdote which is that jimin a bts is an ambassador and it was rumored that fans thought he might be at the event we weren't sure dylan sprouse was on the red carpet <laughs> he was like or the carpet for this event and he was like guys don't worry jimin is coming and everyone's like ah. which is also hilarious because i swear two days went by and i did not see any videos of jimin at this event till, till, till like two days later and then finally like i saw like people who i think it was honestly i think it was a video from inside the event but or like jimin walking in but it was not like the same carpet so i was just like did he go through a back entrance like i was very confused or i just like missed it but that was my tiffany anecdote i jimin did think was it was funny there. in the video though that dylan sprouse is like i know you're not here for me i know you're here for jimin <laughs> It was also funny that I just thought it was Cole Sprouse, and I'm like, oh my god, that's so annoying that he did that. <laughs> yeah, I was like, no, it's Dylan. He's cool. He makes mead. <laughs> it's okay now, because it wasn't Cole. It's fine. Like, it's the good Sprouse twin. Also, in incredible fangirl news in regards to film and movies, there's been some more announcements for the Gladiator sequel of, like, who's going to be starring in this movie. And there's a little something for everybody. Some of the main cast that was announced was Paul Mezcal, Barry Keough, Joseph Quinn, and Denzel Washington. So, like, hotties for everyone. <laughs> it's going to be a great time. If the first Gladiator is anything to go by, there will be no shirts involved in this movie. So. <laughs> Lots to look forward to. <laughs> Lots to look forward to. Incredible uh, news for all of the girlies. <laughs> oh, my God. I personally have been getting a lot of amusement out of all of the videos of Timothy Chalamet walking around New York City. <laughs> walk like that like i know i think he's like is he filming a commercial or is it a movie yeah he's filming a commercial which is really funny because it's a commercial that's directed by martin scorsese well he was in that like really really fancy what was it like apple commercial yeah i think it's probably another apple commercial honestly yeah but it's just funny because he's like showing up in like the most random parts of new york city and people are just like ariana what are you doing here He, like, is a New York boy, so, like, it's really funny. But he's just, like, so tall and, like, gangly. And then he's, like, walking around like he owns the place. And I made this TikTok, and I was like, Timothy Chalamet walking around the streets of New York City is very much giving Cole Sprouse and Harry Styles in the way that Cole Sprouse makes you want to punch him. But the aloofness of Harry Styles makes him somehow endearing. That is very on point. But the funnier thing is, is that this man is 5'10". And he (laughs) he walks, he walks like Like he has six, four energy. He walks like a giraffe taught him how to walk. Like, I don't even like know how to explain it. Like he walks like a drunk gazelle. Like it's so weird. Like his strides are so long. And I'm like this man, like somebody told this man when he was like 14, like, oh my God, you're going to be six foot five. And he like mentally prepared to be six foot five, including like 
updating the, the way energy. he walked. <laughs> like, I the don't bro know. energy. He's radiating. Yeah. But there are really funny videos of fans like talking to him. Like, did you see the one where he's like on a subway car? Yeah. And the fans like knocking on the window and she's like, Timmy, Timmy. And he's yeah. like living through the window and they're like having a conversation. It's so cute. That was so wholesome. I was like, this is incredible. And in speaking of Timothy, Variety posted an article that said Timothy Chalamet and Zendaya only have an hour each day to film Dune part two romance scenes at sunset because like they needed the lighting or whatever. And (laughs) which is like really funny because like, I'm just imagining that that filming had to take like two years for them to get that correct. And also because like they have really good chemistry, but obviously like Zendaya and Tom Holland are a couple goals in Hollywood obsessed with them. And our wonderful friend of Larissa tweeted maybe the funniest tweet I've ever seen in my life as a quote tweet to this, which she goes, Tom Holland was on the surface of the sun using all of his force to get it to set faster. <laughs> uh. I just think it's funny because I feel like Timothy Chalamet and Tom Holland have like almost the same face. Like they both just look like really starved orphans. But the longer that Tom's been with Zendaya the like better he's gotten at doing his hair and dressing so like <laughs> he's, he's got a leg up on Timothy speaking of things that our friend Larisha has tweeted <laughs> at today as of recording Saturday April 29th it is the 15 year anniversary of the photo of Pete Wentz walking down the street and Bruno Mars looking back at him <laughs> and this photo is so funny it never gets old and Larisha tweeted do you really want to know where I was April 29th <laughs> And this ties into my next story <laughs> in a very guys, roundabout guys, way. Jenna's been losing her mind for like a week. I've been on Delulu mode this week. Um, so <laughs> Sugar's album came out. Just stay with me. Stay with me. <laughs> Sugar's album came out last week. I didn't get a chance to talk about it on last week's podcast. I needed some time to digest and uh, take everything in. And also because he released this album, he also released a documentary that was like the making of this album essentially. And it was over a period of years. In this documentary, he goes to Halsey's house because he's actually really good friends with Halsey. Halsey did a song with BTS a few years ago. But for some reason, Sugar and Halsey are like, besties like they love each other sugar goes to halsey's house in like malibu tell me why tell me what the first scene of him walking up to this house is him having a bro moment with anthony lee which like also for most of you listening you're probably not gonna know who this is okay (laughs) anthony lee is halsey's manager but in the years of like 2006 to like 2013 anthony lee was in a band called action item (laughs) from New Jersey, friends with the Joe Bros. And the reason that I know this is because Sarah and I come from the Warp Tour bubble. Um, And Action Item was very much a like, kind of like a wannabe Warp Tour band, but like on the very like pop indie band side. Um, Kind of like the people who came up on the heels of like popularity of bands like Hot Chell Ray and like Walk the Moon and like Carly Rae Jepsen and like her collab with like Owl City. Like I was unlocking memories, y'all, when I tell you I was doing a deep dive on like the 2013 Tumblr that like wasn't Lana Del Rey and Marina and the Diamonds. Okay. So I'm just like, this man. Also, just to paint to paint a visual picture, Action Item is one of those bands where like every member of the band, their fits were a white shirt with like a suit vest top on top. Yes. <laughs> and like a fedora. Like yeah. one person would be wearing a fedora. There's always at and, least like, one member jeans. in a fedora. <laughs> 
Yeah, like it was not, it was not and good. Like, so many people did it. Someone had on a skinny scarf always. Like that's the And vibes. like on Instagram, everyone be posting a photo with like the Instagram filter that was that super like yellow tone filter yes. that was like almost a sepia, but it was like blue dark tones and like yellow highlights. <laughs> yes. And like everyone wore Glamour Kills, which was also like a brand of like the Warped Era. Look, if you know, you know, okay. <laughs> I was literally going to Lulu mode over the fact that this man from this era is now like Halsey's man. To this day, it's Halsey's manager. They knew each other, like, from way back then. He became her manager, honestly, on accident because she started getting, like, calls from people. And he was like, I need someone to pretend to be my manager. And it was Anthony Lee. He's still his ma- Halsey's manager to this day. He's in the documentary, like, hanging out with Suga. I'm like, this is so wild to me. Like, I have the most cringe photo meeting this man in the year 2013. <laughs> but if we go back further, if we take the timeline, it goes back to this Pete Wins photo on April 29, 2008. <laughs> Pete Wins paved the way for all of this to happen, you guys. It is really funny because, like, when I was reminded, so uh, our friend Cassie, who's been on the podcast before, reminded me last night, like, this morning, whatever, that it was April 29th, and therefore it's Pete Wentz, Bruno Mars Day. Um, And I was like, oh, my God. And so I I thought for a second, like, wow, it'd be so crazy if, like, very soon after this, Bruno Mars got really famous. But Bruno Mars didn't get really famous in until 2010 and this photo was from 2008 but the pete wentz being the most famous man in the internet and i think we've talked about this before on the podcast was like such a specific point in time in the world and so many things had to have happened for pete wentz to be like the it boy and like none of them make a lick of sense none of it makes any sense and it's so unhinged and it's so funny because like if you unweave the music industry like the amount of pop punk boys it all hinges around p1 yeah but also the (laughs) amount of pop punk boys that are gonna fall out of like these like very integral weaves of the music industry that's what i'm I'm talking about this anthony lee connection yeah the popular like essentially the popularity of fallout boy in this specific time period led way for a lot of indie alternative pop punk bands to be to like this whole scene birthed out of like fallout boys popularity and then like within that there were branches off of like the somerset the main and then those bands like action item those bands off of that that are continuing to like ride on like the popularity of other bands and that's why it's all connected guys but I just, also like, a lot of them like went in to become like songwriters or work in the industry be managers yes, like anthony yeah, like yeah. all of this stuff and it's like the amount of times where like you shake a song and you're like why are there like three pop punk boys on here that i haven't heard from in years mod son like mod son coming back and like writing for like txt and yeah. like all these other like mod son having a comeback well, that was like that meltdown we were having wild. about those like teen boys from florida who toured with all yes. time oh. low before, you, before exit. you exit yeah and how okay, they wrote so, for yeah yes so in doing all this delulu mode i was like what is i was like what is that band it was like three brothers from florida and they were like teenagers <laughs> but they were kind of like boy bander but they wrote like pop rock music and they recorded all time low and we were both like who is it this band called before you exit they're like still together <laughs> but i recently found out not recently like two years ago found out that they wrote a song for Monsta X, which is a K-pop group. Because this song, I was like, wow, this song is like so like American boy band. And I looked at who was credited and it was all the people from Before You Exit. And I was like, this is insane. This is insane. The connections are insane. (laughs) Yeah, so every year on April 29th, we remember very fondly 
Happy April 29th to those who celebrate. Bruno Mars being excited that Pete Wentz exists and also just how small the world really is. Oh my god. Oh my god. It's so crazy. Thank you for coming with us on this very long tangent. All that to say, just coming back to the point of Suga, his album is incredible. He really has done a lot of masterful stuff. He's he's just like an insane, insane, insane musician, producer, storyteller. Like the lyrics he tells in his story is insane. His music videos for this comeback were insane. I haven't even had time to like convert Sarah on all of this yet, but <laughs> we will get there one day. Also, really quickly, before we get into all of today's important business, in normal news, I don't know if people have been paying attention to this, but this also feels like gossip. Disney is suing Ron DeSantis because Ron DeSantis, who's the governor of Florida, who's trying to be the president, who's like the worst man in all of the world, basically like Disney existed in like its own, as its own town essentially so that they could basically like have their own governing body and like make their own laws and shit and Ron DeSantis was like no I hate you and then when he tried when he did the don't say gay bill Disney is like we don't like that and there's lots of beef there apparently Ron DeSantis got married at the Grand Floridian Hotel which is a Disney hotel and so Ron DeSantis is just a scorned Disney adult which is (laughs) the best thing also and so there's just like all this like <laughs> there's all this nonsense oh going on which like the only way to cope with like Ronda Santos existing is for me to just view it as silly little gossip right now because this is funny oh that like Disney oh is like probably going to ruin this man's life like it's going to be incredible get him like honestly <laughs> this is going to be the wildest thing ever if like Disney uh... World is the reason why Ron DeSantis is can't run can, like can't function anymore. Like this is gonna be the best thing to ever happen. <laughs> oh my god! Without getting into like the painful reality of the world, Sarah, would you like to take us away with some <laughs> silly little pop culture funsy nonsense? Yes, we do have pop culture funsy nonsense to disassociate from America being on fire and the rest of the world probably also being on fire. But there's too much going on here for me to pay attention to. Anywhere else right now. So we have Glenn Powell and Sydney Sweeney. And for those of you who may not be paying attention to like this area of pop culture, um, Glenn Powell has most recently become more famous for being in Top Gun Maverick. He also was in The Switch Up, which was a Netflix rom-com with Zoe Deutsch. And everybody was like really obsessed with their chemistry and how like great they were. And there's lots of like fans like really petitioning for them to like be rom-com co-stars forever, which is so fun because personally, when I was younger, I was very anti-rom-com. And as I've gotten older, I'm like, why the fuck was I like this? Rom-coms are a gift. Yeah, they are. You can t- put your brain on easy mode and just have a yeah, grand old time. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Literally me when I'm on Netflix. I'm like, how do I put my brain on easy mode? I think he's also done like some TV show stuff. Like I have been like weirdly aware of him as a handsome man and not really known why for like quite some time. And then Sydney Sweeney is most famous for her tits being out on Euphoria because as we all know, as we talked about a couple weeks ago, the creator of Euphoria is a sick fuck. And she also was nominated for an Emmy as her for her role in the first season of White Lotus. She's also famous because she like posted a family gathering photo and like her relatives are probably Trump supporters. Yes, she's also famous for that. She's also known for 
Uh, I think she built her own car. So lots of guys were like, she's not like other girls and she has big tits. We love her. Um, So that's really funny. I feel like I'm sounding like very mean about Sydney Sweeney. I have nothing against her. I just think it's funny because she very much is what like boring men would like conflate into like their weird manic pixie dream girl. So like not 500 days of summer type, like cheerleader type of not like other girls where it's like, oh, she cheerleads and she makes cars. amazing and i just think it's really funny because based off of like reading interviews with her like seeing her exist like she seems very cool and like a nice person and i feel like chads of the world are like fucking obsessed with her and i'm like sydney no (laughs) poor girl but anyway so that's that's some information about these two people and like who they are in hollywood but basically for the last like month and a bit, they Glenn Powell and Sydney Sweeney have been filming a rom com in Australia. So like the remote ends of the world, anything can happen in Australia because nobody knows where that is. <laughs> it's so far away from everything and everyone that they know that literally anything can happen. And I feel like there's maybe less fear about it which is funny. But there's been lots of clips going around on Twitter and TikTok like of people filming the movie being filmed and being like, and also paparazzi photos and all that fun stuff where, because this is like a big deal because I feel like since To All the Boys I Loved Before came out, like rom-coms have like slowly been making their way back into the zeitgeist because so many people were so obsessed with that film. And so I think people are once again being excited by rom-coms being like, wow, we've been missing out on this. Like, cause we, ha- we were in a rom-com dry spell really. And I think that's also has to do with like feminism and like how feminism has moved from like the Julia Roberts and Kate Hudson era of rom-coms to now. And like having to like be okay with putting our brains on easy mode. And I think for a while we weren't and like knowing how to like have rom-coms in the era this era of feminism you know but that's like oh that's a whole other can of worms i'm getting too into name three songs and too far from gossip um (laughs) but basically there's been lots of buzz around this film being made because glenn powell could have chemistry with a rock this man looks at anyone and they fall deeply in love with him know nothing about him But this man looks so easy to fall in love with. (laughs) Just basically, he just seems like a silly, goofy guy in like the best way possible. Um, And I think that that really was evident in also like him doing the switch up with Zoe Deutsch because they also had like this crazy chemistry. And so many people were like, oh, my God, this is crazy. But I think because Zoe Deutsch is less of like a hot topic figure in the Hollywood gossip bubble than Sydney Sweeney is. I think that that's why like that didn't get as much hype and discussion around it. I mean, and there's the exes. Well, we're, we're going to get to that. But like, but there, so I think that there wasn't like as much of that. But also at the time of them filming together, at least Glenn Powell was single. But going into this Australian rom-com with Sydney Sweeney, Glenn Powell came in tow with a girlfriend. And that's where things, you know, like the gossip starts to be gossiping. Because I think that, and this is just based off of like history of on-screen romances turning into affairs or just real-life love stories and 
stuff like that. Like there's there's less excitement and less interest and intrigue in the chemistry between two co-stars if those two co-stars are not attached. And I feel like we kind of touched on this a little bit in like our catfight episode that we did in like the the girl versus girl sort of thing and like the human want for gossip and drama and how we like can't really stop our monkey brains from like wanting that to happen. And so I feel like that's kind of a lot of what spurred this on of like, should they be having this much chemistry when like they're both attached? And it's been really interesting watching this all happen. So I'm going to give y'all like a bit of a breakdown. Alex Abad Santos for Vox did a long story called The Drama of Glenn Powell and Sydney Sweeney's Offscreen Chemistry on April 27th. And so this article kind of breaks down the story Alex's thoughts and personal feelings, but also just like a timeline of sorts. And so they they did all the work for me, which was a gift. So basically this film was announced in January of 2023 and it started filming probably in like late February, early March. And so the first Instagram we post we get of Glenn Powell and Sydney Sweeney is on March 3rd. And in this post, this is Glenn shared this on his Instagram grid. These, these are great posts, guys. This is serious business. And in this photo, Alex writes, she's looking up at him the way tourists look at skyscrapers, face and eyes tilted upward with admiration. He's grinning, his top row of teeth shining. Powell captioned the photo, hot box. And so it's like a photo of them behind the scenes of the movie. And it looks like kind of like a mirror photo. Then like a couple weeks later on March 21st, Glenn once again posts photos on his Instagram grid, and this is an eight-picture carousel of him and his sister's family and Sydney Sweeney at the Taronga Zoo in Australia. And so there's like a family photo of Glenn and his sister's family with Sydney Sweeney as like the first photo. (laughs) I'm looking at it right now. This is so funny. And then (laughs) family goes to the zoo. Plus my co-star. Family and co-worker. <laughs> Not girlfriend, co-worker. Goes to the zoo with my entire family. And the sixth photo in on this slide is just a photo of Glenn and Sydney with a giraffe. And they're all sticking their tongues out as you do in a photo with a giraffe. And Alex... Just me and my co-worker having a silly goofy time. Literally, Alex describes this as, quote, a straight couple's honeymoon. <laughs> Okay, and then Alex continues to write in this article, the faces Powell and Sweeney are making in all their photos and the proximity of said faces are not giving co-workers. (laughs) As a person of working experience, I've never been that gleeful to see someone from my job, let alone be that gleeful to hang out with a co-worker off the clock. Okay, I feel a little bit bad for Alex. It sounds like he has no friends. (laughs) But... Sydney is also posting photos of her and Glenn on her grid. There's lots of grid posts, which is absolutely crazy. And throughout the filming and the tourism and the family gatherings that Sydney and Glenn are having together in Australia, during this time, Glenn Powell also has a girlfriend and her name is Gigi Paris. And according to a source that talked to People magazine. They started dating in 2019 and they were first spotted together on a trip in January of 2020. And so they've been together throughout all of COVID. And you know, like relationships that survive COVID, that's a big deal. 
But apparently, according to people's source, they called it quits like weeks prior to like everybody kind of noticing things being weird on the internet because fans on TikTok were reporting because they were looking and keeping track of these things that Gigi unfollowed Sydney Sweeney on Instagram and that she was taking down photos of her and Glenn from her Instagram grid. And on the 27th or the 28th, Gigi posted an Instagram post of her like walking away. And I think the caption was something that was like onto bigger things or something like that, like something very like I'm over this. It's done. Kaput. Goodbye. And so the source tells people that Gigi and Glenn had broken up several times and that they'd been on the rocks since Top Gun came out. Gigi was never happy with the long distance filming. And when she came to Australia, they both decided to break up for good. And so people goes on to write that though speculation about Powell's chemistry with Sweeney grew louder when it appeared that Paris had unfollowed Sweeney on social media. A second source says there's no truth to the rumors. Quote, Gigi only unfollowed Sydney on social media because Sydney never followed her back. Mm, That's not good. Um, This had nothing to do with Glenn and Sydney. My commentary is that feels like it maybe did. The source goes on to say that Gigi is aware that Glenn and Sydney never hooked up um, and that he takes his worth very seriously. And that was tough on the relationship. And the second source continued on to tell people that they're filming a movie that's a romantic comedy. It's like when people say about movie stars, oh, they have such good chemistry. It's just their job. They're friends that met on set. They're co-stars. And the first source like echoes that by saying it wasn't about infidelity. She's on different coasts modeling. He's on different coasts filming. When she left, they were on great terms. Okay, but like they made this statement after like all the rumors were running around so it sounds like they're very much doing damage control yeah it sounds like friends are maybe trying to like save ass for glenn maybe i mean i don't know i okay here's my here's my opinion of snooping through the instagram while sarah's giving the deets there were also posts of them like doing waterfall i don't know no they're doing like boat tours and like all this stuff when they're like wearing rain ponchos and it's i don't know but like this is not this is not giving my bff coworker like at I all mean, and i think this is i think this is what a lot of people on the internet have picked up on and are talking about yeah which is completely fair but i think also if you are like I, we don't know like the name of this movie we don't know the premise of this movie like we don't know that much about it other than like the bus- behind the scenes footage that onlookers have gotten from just like them taking over australia because this film according to glenn powell worked very closely with like the australian tourism board so they basically got unfettered access to all of australia i would assume that the directors would want would like want to be putting them in real life situations to like get the chemistry closer like just thinking about it from like a film perspective because i do feel like they are it does look like they're going on dates and or and or telling them to go like even outside of filming telling them to go hang out together and post about it because it's yeah it's good pr it's going to build buzz for people going to see the movie. Yeah, exactly. But there is also like the other side of that discourse of, we don't know when this film's going to come out. Like, is the buzz going to disappear? Like all that stuff. Like, are they doing the buzz too early, you know? And so that's why a lot of people are also being like, this can't possibly be PR because movies don't have that quick of a turnaround. Like, it's not like we're going to get this movie in like August where we're going to be like, Oh my God, remember, like still talking about it, you know? But also at the same time, like they 
went together to CinemaCon events and are like already talking about this movie. So maybe there is going to be a really quick turnaround. Like, I don't know how quickly rom-coms can get edited. Yeah, I have no idea either, but I would guess they're going to try for a summer release if it is going this quickly because like thinking about Australia in general and like when a cute summer rom-com would happen. Yeah. And so, I mean, like this, this got me thinking deeply because I love, (laughs) I love mess. I love gossip and I love seeing how the internet reacts to gossip because I feel like we kind of maybe, I feel like we maybe mentioned this like briefly um, about the like Good Morning America hosts who were having an affair in like broad daylight. Like, I feel like we talked, did we talk about this like briefly? On the podcast? I don't know. Yeah, I feel like we did, but maybe we just talked about it pre-recording and never talked about it recorded. I don't think we talked about it on the podcast. I don't remember. But anyway, basically, like, this got me thinking because recently there were two Good Morning America hosts named Amy Robach and TJ Holmes who were having a very public affair. Like, these like these two were married to different people. Like, they have families. And they were just, like, doing their affair in very public places with, like, no care to anyone. They're, like, still together now. They lost their jobs. Still together, though. Um... <laughs> <laughs> And so I feel like we haven't had a good affair in Hollywood in quite some time. <laughs> and I feel like it's it's just funny because whenever there is potential for like chemistry to be conflated into something else, like the public and the tabloids have taken it and ran with it. And we haven't really gotten that moment. And I feel this is giving like it's giving reminiscent of like the early 2000s when like you mainly got your news from the tabloids and then you talk about it at the water cooler at work or like in your high school cafeteria or whatever you were doing at that point in time in life and now it's interesting with like the internet era getting their hands on hot gossip like this because obviously like don't worry darling was like the gossip that lasted a lifetime but that was like tumultuous and like ooh, what's going on whereas this is like silly goofy fun like obviously there's potential for people to have gotten hurt but the way the press cycle is going is it feels very much like again there is that like slight sliver of hope that the younger generation of writers are trying to do their due diligence to make sure that they're like acknowledging that the people who aren't involved in the chemistry that we're all excited about are also thriving and doing okay. Wait, if we're thinking about not just celebrity gossip, but like scandals when it comes to relationships or cheating or et cetera. And I think part of this is that like in the way that stars are big now is very different from the way that stars are big into the early 2000s of like, there was a very clearly defined list of A-listers in the early 2000s. And now it feels like this barrier is a little bit more blurred where it's like, I wouldn't consider Glenn Powell or Sydney Sweeney A-listers, but like the fact that Sydney Sweeney has what, I mean, like he's been in like Top Gun and she's been in Euphoria and those are two like hugely pop culturally relevant films and yet I wouldn't consider either of them A-listers I think that goes to like show something about like how people are famous these days is different from back then but also in thinking of people being obsessed with cheating scandals I feel like you talked about Glenn's girlfriend but you haven't talked about the fact that Sydney Sweetie was also engaged to a man 
Um, thanks so much for bringing that up. I have ignored this man throughout this whole discussion because I don't respect him as a person, which is just a personal opinion. I don't know him. I know, but I feel like this changes the story. It does change the story. And thank you so much for asking. And I will give you some information. (laughs) So Sydney is engaged to a man called Jonathan Davino, who is like 38 or 39 years old. And Sydney Sweeney is 25. They've been together for like three or four years, I want to say. So... Sydney Sweeney and Jonathan Devino got engaged in spring of 2022. He's only four years older than Glenn. That's still a world of difference. He's a restaurant owner and a businessman because as Sydney Sweeney told Cosmopolitan in 2022, she doesn't date actors or musicians or anyone in entertainment because she wants to be normal. (laughs) (laughs) Babe. So he is 13 years older than Sydney Sweeney. He has a net worth of $3 million, according to Capital FM. And they started dating in 2018. So that was how many years ago? Five. Five. So she would have been 20, not legal to drink, and he would have been 33. So I don't care if this man gets his heart ripped out and spit on and thrown on the floor because that's icky. And while Glenn Powell is 34 years old, Sydney Sweeney is currently 25 and 25 and 34 feels so much less weird than 20 and 33, which is the age that she was when she met her fiance. So I'm a big, uh, as we all know, I'm a big hater of large age gaps when they exist, when the woman is under the age of 21. Once they're legal to drink, I mean, it still bothers me a little bit until they hit 25. And then after that, it's not my fucking business. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Once the girlie is 25, she's a she's a human. She's a full fledged human. She can do what she wants. Under that, I'm going to have opinions. And my opinion is, is that this man's feelings don't matter because he preyed on a child, basically. I think it's just a difference of the fact that they both came into this filming it being an existing relationship. Yeah, and so that's also why there's more drama. Like, that changes the narrative a little bit. That's why there's more drama around it. I mean, I personally think that if Sydney Sweeney were to cheat on her old fiancé, that's just, like, her reclaiming her power. But that's, again, just (laughs) me. Because I'm like, that man took her power away from her by, like, claiming her when she was a child. So Sydney Sweeney was seen heading home on Thursday. I don't know if home means L.A. or in Australia, like, where they're filming. But she was seen not wearing her engagement ring. And a couple days before that, Jonathan Davino was seen leaving their house with, like, multiple bags and her dog. Like, people were saying it's their dog. It's Sydney Sweeney's dog. Thank you very much. Um, So I don't really think he's going to steal her dog. I also think that it just looked like he had two duffel bags. And that page six is exaggerating greatly about him, like, moving out with all of his things. So I don't know what's going on there. I don't really care about the old man's feelings. The old man, I say, when he's seven years older than me. But he's an old man. But it definitely does, like, add to the narrative. I was just ignoring him because I think that their relationship is icky. But this all brings to the point also, like we kind of mentioned earlier of like how the last time that I feel like I can even really remember this much buzz going on around a potential onset love affair was Brangelina. Like, I feel like we haven't. Well, do you not? I mean, why? Like, do you not consider Harry Olivia in this category? No. Because it was because like nobody was excited about it. Oh, like so like (laughs) nobody was shipping it. Like if I'm being I mean, like there were people that obviously like were. But I feel like the don't worry, darling of it all. The Harry Olivia of it all 
Like that was such a different narrative than we're getting around Sydney and Glenn and so different from like Brad and Angelina, which was like there were two It was mostly fans who were talking about it. Yeah. And there were and like anybody else who like wasn't a fan was just like more interested in the onset drama than they were about like the Harry and Olivia of it all. Because at the end of the day, the don't worry darling drama was only part par- like portionally about Harry and Olivia. And there was so much other stuff that people were talking about. Like it wasn't solely focused on like an onset love affair. There was like yeah. so much, so yeah. many other focuses of it. Whereas like when you look back of like the Brangelina of it all, there were two very specific camps, which were poor Jennifer Aniston or, oh my God, Brandon and Angelina are so hot. This is incredible. Yeah. I mean, it's a good point because I don't pay attention to film world as much as you do yeah so like i would have i just would have never paid attention to any like relationships of this caliber so it is interesting to hear from your perspective because also like my timeline my tiktok for you page like my twitter timeline there were like sprinkles of this here and there but it was not anywhere near as like dominant as it seems like it was for your tiktok pages yeah and i think also like there's been such a big obsession over the past like few years of like just assuming that any couple that gets together that were on film together are a pr relationship for the movie that i feel like so often people just don't believe it they're just like oh it's pr they're trying to promote the movie i think literally until like a couple months ago people still thought that tom holland and zendaya were like a pr relationship and it's like no those are two very much in love humans like did you see the way she looked at him when he did (laughs) and i think just like also like the only other like really serious like screen to real life relationship that i ever that like i followed in the past like i don't even know if it's i think at this point it's probably been more than a decade was uh, andrew garfield and emma stone which i was like obsessed Mm, with but there was no like oh my god what's happening it was just like oh they're so cute and so i think it's just like the affair of it like the potential affair of it all there was kristen stewart and rob robert pattinson obviously during the twilight series they weren't they weren't there wasn't the drama of them being in like other relationships ahead of time but there was the drama of kristen stewart cheating on rob or at least appearing to cheat on rob with like the the that old man director the huntsman director i forgot about that that really rocked the internet that did and they broke up after that yeah there obviously like has been things sprinkled in but i think it's like the rom-com i feel i feel like the point is that we haven't had one of these in a while like the combination of like rom-coms making a comeback yeah and just like celebrity scandal relationships they haven't been like a lot recently i feel like it's just a combination of people being hungry for gossip yeah and like both of them being very quintessential like america's sweetheart like glenn powell very much gives like golden retriever puppy energy and sydney sweeney looks like a doe-eyed like like some like the all-american girl yeah she's like the girl next door yeah into it yeah 100 percent. them starring opposite each other in a rom-com of it all like also very much adds to it i did see one tiktok that was really interesting that was saying how like this is such a big deal because there's been such a lack of chemistry in film over the past few years where like there's been so many films where we're supposed to be watching it and being like, oh yes, these people definitely fuck three times a day. And then you're like, these people would never touch each other ever. And so I feel like that's a really interesting thing to just like think about, about how like there's been 
a huge like lack of chemistry because it's like i don't know if you remember this but it's like the internet lost their fucking minds over that like one video clip of oscar isaac and jessica chastain on a red carpet where like they had more chemistry than like anybody had seen people have chemistry in hollywood in like decades and like people were just like losing their mind i was like people are so horny for horniness like that it's that it's like ridiculous Uh, And, and it's so funny to think about because i feel like there have been a lot of complaints as of late that there have been a lot of like love interests in movies that are like so unbelievable and people are just like who's going who's going to fall for this like nobody and i think that also has a lot to do with the fact that like most big movies that are having success are like action films that they like shove romance into because they think that that's gonna like make girls more interested in it maybe i don't know that's an assumption but it's like they're trying to shove romance in places that it doesn't belong between people that like romance doesn't belong with. And I think, again, yeah. that was also why To All the Boys I Love Before did so, so good because Lana and Noah had such good chemistry. People were like, oh, my God. And then Noah ruined that with his weird airport video. What was his weird airport video? He sent like a Snapchat to a girl that was like, can't wait to see you squirt. <laughs> <laughs> And he did it like in public, like walking through an airport. Oh my god! Every now and again, I remember that that (laughs) happened, and I throw up in my mouth. (laughs) We haven't seen very much of him since then. (laughs) Oh my god! So I mean, this has been (laughs) this has been a very exciting week for me personally because I just love when like I love gossip. (laughs) I'm like I'm a slut for gossip, and I also just like I love seeing like gossip tropes resurfacing and that like people are like obsessing over like a potential affair and the fact that this is kind of like a fun and juicy potential affair compared to like jenna mentioned earlier with like why is this different from like the don't worry darling drama of it all is like it doesn't feel like there's any hate involved with it i don't know like i I just haven't seen anyone like hating in the way that people hated so much on yeah and harry and olivia don't worry darling and yeah, and it kind of feels like everybody's like it's really interesting because it's like people are rooting for them, but people are also rooting for Glenn's ex Gigi. Doesn't seem like anybody cares about Sydney Sweeney's fiance, but like the people who are reporting on this on TikTok, like have done their research to like see what Glenn Powell's ex Gigi has been doing and seeing like her behavior, and they're like, okay, she's like thriving, she's doing fine, she's like, I'm moving on to bigger and better things, yeah, yeah. and so because and so it's like it's so interesting, kind of watching because I, like we had so many complaints with how people were handling the don't worry, darling, Harry Olivia of it all, and I feel yeah. like there are no complaints to be had, and it's so interesting, kind of watching just like the evolution of people experiencing like hollywood gossip and like when they experience hollywood gossip in a way that's like not distasteful because it's like of course they're going to be shipping sydney and glenn together like why wouldn't they as jenna said it's like all american boy all american girl but like neither of them really give you the ick about the fact that they're like the all american boy and all american girl and then like glenn's hot girlfriend is just gonna like probably get more success off of the fact that they broke up than like she was gonna get from being with him like pete davidson's next girlfriend who knows (laughs) yeah 
Because I think also, like, if we're just thinking about, like, celebrity relationships that have, like, dominated the news cycle, like, obviously Kim and Kanye, like, Pete Davidson and Kim, since we brought him up, like, Megan Fox and MGK. But I think, like, when it comes to cinema, it's so much different because there is, like, the on-screen chemistry involved with it. It's, like, a double narrative, whereas it's, like, Megan Fox and MGK getting together, like, there wasn't... Like, it was just that, it was just, it was just them getting together, which also I personally am offended that they haven't given us updates about their breakup after they did, like, all those interviews together. I know. Um, the fact that they did a whole press cycle around their relationship and now they're breaking up without a word is unfair, but that's another story. That's for another day. (laughs) No, I mean, like, that is a really good point because obviously, like, people in Hollywood get together all the time and, like, you don't get to, like, watch it unfurl. You just, like, see them arrive on a red carpet one day and then maybe get a weird relationship press cycle maybe you don't like and so it's kind of fun potentially getting to like watch a love story unravel and even if it wasn't it's like uh, just remember all the fun we had speculating because everybody is genuinely just having a grand old time like this is the like it's so interesting because again like i brought up the brangelina of it all like i did a ridiculous deep dive of this on this to like a level that was unnecessary for like the way we format our episodes now but like just reading back some articles about the brangelina of it all and like the way the world was responding to that and how there was a lot of speculation about the fact that maybe Brad left Jen because Jen didn't want to have kids, which I think is like a really fucked up thing and like a conversation for another day. But that was like a lot of the narrative. And then so many of like the interviews that Jennifer Aniston wound up doing post that like turned into like this whole weird narrative about like how her biological clock wasn't working and like maybe she didn't want to have kids. It was like really fucked up, like the way people were talking to her about it because it kind of went from people being like oh an affair to people being like wow brad and angie like the most amazing couple in all of hollywood which obviously is not how things turned out in the end and so it is just interesting like seeing how narratives have shifted and how with the adding on of social media and like glenn and sydney being able to post their own stuff and making this look like a fun flirty good time and like fans being able to react in real time and like kind of make the narrative like their narrative instead of just like the tabloids being fully in control of it like it's really interesting i think also you mentioned this earlier but like we don't know when this movie is coming out and if this will still be a topic of discussion at that point. And I think that also is part of like the difference in news cycles between then and now where we don't know when this movie's coming out. And I feel like mm-hmm. it would be most ideal for it to come out this summer, but we have no idea if that timeline is even possible for them. And then is anyone even going to care by the time it comes out or yeah. is like this relationship going to play out and fizzle out and then no one cares about the movie. Like, I do think that is something that like, obviously wasn't a a thing in the 2000s because we didn't have TikTok to talk about these things. Like, we didn't have so much connectivity where we're watching them play out in real time and, like, talking about them in real time. Yeah, and, like, the trend cycle, obviously, as we're, like, very aware, like, moves so much faster now, whereas, like, back in the day when the tabloids controlled the trend cycle, like, they're infamously, infamously in the Brad and Angelina situation, like, the first ever paparazzi photos of them out together in the world they orchestrated it like they were on vacation in kenya they called the paparazzi they owned those photos they made the money off of it and it was because like they wanted to be able to control the narrative so it was like it was them doing that on purpose which was like a very genius thing (laughs) 
the funny thing the funny thing about all of this is that like Glenn and Sydney very much had control of the narrative yeah. because they were the one dropping the photos but then everyone else just ran with it so yeah. like I feel like they just like didn't think it through like whether or not there's like anything actually going on I feel like they just like didn't think it through yeah they didn't they didn't think like too deeply about those Instagram uh, grid posts and like how seriously people take Instagram grid posting but I think that just speaks of like celebrities living on like a different like playing field than the rest of us because oh my gosh you know like they don't understand that a grid post is like a bigger deal than just like posting to your instagram it's like stories a soft, it's literally the soft launch <laughs> the soft launch of a potential series it's so like, funny but yeah i mean like oh you're, but God. also just like you're just you're completely right in the fact that like it will be interesting like if this movie isn't coming out really soon like how they elongate our interests in them like are they gonna start guest starring in each other's shows like are, what are they gonna be doing like how, how i mean not to intrigue? take a note from harry and olivia but <laughs> they did break up like quickly after don't worry darling drama was over and then nobody gave a shit and we were all just like all of that for nothing all of that for nothing yeah so i don't know i mean it, it uh, will be i'm really intrigued to like see how this all plays out and like See, and when they do the interviews for the movie, yeah, for the press like, cycle, yeah, mm, the, like all the because exciting. because they are like we've already gotten like a slight taste of like them on a red carpet with the CinemaCon red carpet that they did, and there was like one really funny video where like they're talking and they're like kind of far apart from each other, and the more they're talking, Glenn keeps moving forward, so by the like closer to her, and so by the time that it's over, she's essentially just like leaning on him, looking up, <laughs> lovingly, and I was like. Mm. No, this is literally the like tension. the Zendaya, Tom Holland interviews. Yeah. Oh so, I mean, you know, like we, we have something to like base off of like Tom and Zendaya, like kind of trying to hide that they were together. So I don't know. I don't know. It'll be really interesting to watch and see just like how's the, how this goes forward. And also like the movie industry acknowledges the positive response to a rom-com and if this like if this trend continues to go forward and like them casting like hot young actors with good chemistry to be in rom-coms for us like who can we break up next (laughs) (laughs) it's like where's the drama coming from next so i'm really excited to see all that and so with all that being said, with with this big discussion happening, I mean, Jenna, I want to hear a little bit from you before before we end the discussion for the day of like when it comes to like Hollywood gossip, what do you think would be the way to like keep people interested in this Hollywood gossip? Because like we said, like these aren't like A-list celebrities. These are people who like we're interested in because they're hot and young. Like these aren't household names as of yet. What would your plan be to like keep them in the spotlight? I mean, the other thing is that rom-coms aren't necessarily A-list movies, usually. Yeah, not anymore. They once except were. For like, yeah, yeah, except for, like, that time period in, like, the 2000s. So it will be interesting, because I'm also like, is this just, like, a Netflix debut? Like, is this even going to theaters? I don't like, know. You know. Yeah. I don't know what the rollout for this. I feel like this is, like, it, just because Netflix has been doing so many rom-coms, like, it would make sense if it was a Netflix movie, but also these are, like... I don't know. Euphoria was on HBO, so we'll. I guess we'll see. Like, am I? Is this even a movie theater premiere? Like, you know, what's happening in that regard? I do feel like they need to put this movie out as fast as possible, <laughs> as soon as possible. And I feel like this is kind of a discussion we had with Don't Worry, Darling, of like people waiting and waiting and waiting for this movie to come out and like yeah. more information coming out. Because I guess like now I'm assuming they're done with filming. It seems like they're done with filming. Yeah. So I mean, that was like a pretty quick like 
a few months of filming, like in March, and this is April, and now they're like, it seems yeah. like they're done. Yeah, I don't know. I just think they need to put out that movie as soon as possible, <laughs> and I think they need to do some. They need to do some interviews that are not even like couple interviews that they're just like you know like the how do, how well do you know your co-star yeah. or like yeah. most searched questions yeah. like those those types of interviews because that's where like the chemistry the natural chemistry starts to come out. So kind of like dropping some of those types of like YouTube fun little interviews leading up to the movie is really I feel like because like this is very much like where we are right now is very much like it seems like the filming just kind of stopped recently so like there's still momentum as far as like them being together in person but like now if filming's done we don't know if they're even gonna be together in person or not like in conclusion it very much seems like all of this speculation was like yeah, they're absolutely like together. Mm-hmm. But like, what if it? What if it was fake? What if it wasn't true? <laughs> like, what if Glenn just broke up with his girlfriend for other reasons? Yeah. What if it? What if the people exclusive is legit and they just broke up because of distance and their careers going in different directions? Like, there is that possibility, and they could like he literally could just have chemistry with anything, anyone at any time. Like, who knows? We don't, and I cannot wait to see what happens. So I'm really thankful for y'all joining us on this chaotic journey of today. But I've been losing my mind over this for like a week. And there was so much information going on that I was just like, you know what? We're just going to talk about it today. So if you have any thoughts or feelings on any of this, as per usual, you can come hit us up on social media. We're at name three songs on all platforms. And if you have any thoughts or feelings or beef for us personally, you can catch us on socials. I'm at Sarah underscore Fagan and Jenna is at Jenna underscore million. So thanks for joining us this week on Name Three Songs. And until next time, never let anyone make you feel bad about your favorite band. And remember, you're never too cool to stand Timothy Chalamet. Don't forget to subscribe to be notified when each episode comes out and leave us a five-star review. They really help. If you want to find out more about any of the sources we referenced in this episode, you can visit Name3Songs.com. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.